Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Great international story we get to share with you today with some of our friends serving in Latin America and the Caribbean. Yes, this is really exciting. Joining us today, we have a couple of volunteers and missionary joining us. This is really exciting. Joining us today, Erin McKenzie. She's LCMS missionary in Latin America and the Caribbean. Erin, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thanks. It's good to be here again. And volunteers. Jolene Carey served as a volunteer in Dominican Republic. Jolene, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thank you. And Katie Bates Matthews, volunteer with the in the Dominican Republic as well. Katie, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thanks so much. So let's start with Aaron. Tell us about the, the work of missionaries in Latin America and the Caribbean. Where and how are missionaries serving in this region? Yeah, so we have a over 30, I think, is the number missionary families serving around our region, anywhere from Mexico to, I think, the furthest south we go is Guay, possibly. So serving in a wide variety of countries throughout South America, including the Caribbean. And we are all, every single one of us is centered around kind of a threefold motto of spreading the gospel planting Lutheran churches, and showing mercy. And that looks different everywhere you go. We have lots of different contexts, but some places our missionaries are working with partner church bodies. Some places we are working really grassroots from the ground up, like doing house churches and that kind of thing. Some places there's lots of work with kids going on. Some places there's sports outreach or English outreach or art outreach. So a, a real wide variety of things, but really all always on about those three things, spreading the gospel, planting Lutheran churches, and showing mercy. That is so great that there is such an active, such an active amount of missionaries and all of this great work going on in this region. I know we hear stories about things that are happening in the LAC region all the time. Such great stuff. With all of these missionaries and their families, how are they able to stay connected even though they're so spread out across the region? So, of course, we're thankful for things like the gift of technology that allow us to have meetings and and to, to visit with one another, check in with one another. But WhatsApp and, you know, Zoom and everything is just not the same as coming together in person. And so once a year, we are so, so blessed that our region, our church body sees fit that we should all come together. So we meet, historically, it's been in the Dominican Republic, and we bring the, the whole region to one place. So all together, we're like 120 people or something when you count all the spouses and children and So we come together for about a week, a little less than a week. And the goals of that time are worship, rest, and fellowship. So we really want everyone to get some downtime, to relax, to enjoy God's beautiful creation. We also want them to interact with their fellow missionaries, build relationships with their fellow missionaries. People that are new to the field often haven't met those who have been on the field longer. There are some missionaries that they're the only family maybe in that particular country. And so they don't often get to see their friends. Their kids don't get to see other missionary kids that just, you know, get their lives and understand where they're coming from. And then the other goal is worship. So we start and end every day in God's word with 
morning prayer, evening prayer. We had a divine service. So we were receiving the Lord's gifts, sacraments, um, and we did a mix of English and Spanish because our missionaries are a mix of North American missionaries and also Alliance missionaries that are called from partner church bodies around the region. So about a third of the people who come to the conference don't have English as their first language. So we did a mix of English and Spanish with the worship services. Some people don't get to worship in English very often. So, so that's a gift to them as well. So this it, it, this is a large conference, really, it, of, of missionaries and their families gathering together. Yeah. How how important is this to the missionaries? How how essential is this to or critical for them to have this opportunity to gather? It's it's critical. Studies have shown missionary retention. Studies have shown that um, things like this are critical to keeping people on the field, being able to forge those deep relationships and have those kinds of bonds that last year over year really can't do that without coming together in and then those those bonds are just so forged and deepened when you're doing things like studying god's word together Mm. so how does then this present an opportunity for for others who are not career missionaries in the field so we have i mentioned that we were a really big group which you picked up on and a lot of that group is missionary kids So we have close to 50 missionary kids on our region, in our region, ranging in age from infants all the way up to teenagers. Um, And so in order for their parents to fully engage with those goals of worship, rest and study, it's really important that we have that we have childcare for them and not only childcare, but we want them. We want them also to be filled with God's word and hearing the good news and receiving his gifts And so we offer an opportunity for a short-term team um, to travel to the Dominican Republic and join us at the resort, join us for the conference. They get to to worship alongside the missionaries and and have conversations with the missionaries and learn about their lives and their work. But they also, their main task is caring for the kids. And it's not just, it's more than glorified babysitting. They're also leading vacation Bible school for them. So they are, every day, they're keeping them safe. They're keeping them entertained. They're having fun with them and they're giving them, they're nourishing them with God's word. The volunteers also have an opportunity to bless some of the missionary families by caring for their kids while parents have one-on-one meetings with regional leadership and while they go on a date night. Maybe they get to go enjoy one of the restaurants without kids for a night that they don't often get to do. That is such a wonderful opportunity to be able to bring people onto the field and, and, and give, like you said, give these missionaries a chance to, to do some things to really be able to rest and be in God's Word for a little while. And this is where Jolene and Katie, you both come in as volunteers with this program. How did you learn about this opportunity to serve? Let's start with Jolene. Looking online on the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod website and short-term missionary opportunities. And I had originally applied to go to Poland, but it just just wasn't going to work out. And then this opportunity came up, which I didn't even really know about. So I jumped at the chance to go. And Katie, what about you? Yeah, I was supposed to go on a trip to Puerto Rico in April of 2020. And I learned about that at my church. 
And we had, our group was in place. We'd had our meetings. We bought our tickets. We were ready to go. And then we all know what happened in April of 2020. So that didn't happen. And so I had been looking for opportunities on, on how I could get back into it. And this, this opportunity presented itself. So yes, I, I jumped at it. So Katie, you were prepared to go to Puerto Rico in 2020. That obviously didn't happen. What did you, what did you do to prepare for that trip? You said you already had your, your tickets purchased to to travel. What else had you been doing to prepare for the service in Puerto Rico? Well, we had at my, at my church, they, uh, we had meetings every week and we learned where we'd be. We learned about the Neuendorfs. I think that's who they are, mm-hmm. who are there. We, and we heard from them, you know, we're, we're so anxious to have you. Like we, they shared communication with us, which, you know, we learned about what we were going to do, which I can't remember right now. But, and we, like I had to do for this one, we read books, we learned about the area. Yeah. Just, it had a, quite a ramp up to be able to go. And so then what did you need to do to prepare for serving at, in the Dominican Republic for the Conference for Latin America and the Caribbean? Well, I knew it was going to be very different in that it was childcare and not a hammer and nails kind of trip, mm-hmm. which Puerto Rico was going to be. But it was the same. Well, and I didn't go with a group from my church. I went as an individual. So I did, the, the I read the book on my own and I I read all the materials that Erin and her team sent to me. So, and I just took it upon myself to try to learn a little bit about the area where we were going to be. I don't speak Spanish or Portuguese. So that did put me at a, at a light handicap, but, but it all worked. Jolene, how about you? What did you do to prepare? I was going to say the, the team here stateside really has it all laid out of how to prepare step-by-step, like Katie said, choosing the books that you're going to read to prepare. And then also they send out devotions. So the devotions for before the trip and then devotions for on the field and then after you come home. Then as far as, you know, getting a passport and the ticket and all those things, and they kept track of that, getting traveler's insurance and different things. But I think one of the best things was meeting our other travelers, our other volunteers, because there it was 12 of us and we're from all over the United States. So we had a Zoom call together and then we had a special website. What's it called? I can't remember. But anyway, that we teamwork, yes, and we communicated with each other and made our plans of how we're going to execute this vacation Bible school in a hotel. So there's a lot of preparation, really. That's true. It, and it was all guided. I appreciated that. We're talking with volunteers who recently served in the Dominican Republic for the Latin America and Caribbean Missionary Conference. We have more to learn about their service and more about missionaries serving in Latin America and the Caribbean in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's 
uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50 plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with volunteers who have served in the Dominican Republic with LCMS International Mission, particularly serving children and families during the Latin America and Caribbean Conference for Missionaries, serving in that region of the world. Our guests today, Jolene Carey, volunteer, and Katie Bates-Matthews, volunteer, and Aaron McKenzie, missionary in Latin America and the Caribbean. Now, Jolene, we were talking about how you prepared to go to the to serve in the Dominican Republic as a volunteer. What did you know about the culture? What did you know? Did you know anything about the cultures and the culture in which you'd be staying or the cultures where the missionaries had been serving? Did you know anything about this part of the world before this trip? I do know a little bit. I spent five weeks in Peru. And so I have an idea of South American country or Latin American country, Spanish speaking country. And But I really didn't know much about the Dominican Republic. And in fact, my, my taxi driver to take me to the hotel was so impressed because I did know it was on the island of Hispanola and shares the island with Haiti. But other than that, I really did not know much. So I learned so much about just about what the Lutheran Church is doing down there. And I think that's that I really came away with a wealth of knowledge of that. Katie, what about you? What what did you know prior to going, especially with all of your maturity into Puerto Rico? It was the same but different. <laughs> what what I knew was based on some little travel I had done with my husband and our two children down to islands and such. But that was more as a tourist and to actually be among the people who's who have chosen to invest their lives and energies in that part of the world, it was a whole different framework to see it through. Mm -hmm. So you're able to to learn some background about uh, where you're going to be serving. Tell us about getting getting to the Dominican Republic and those first experiences of of being with the group of people you're going to be serving with. Katie? Oh, my. Well, we we all met on the Monday night before the Tuesday morning, and it was very interesting because we had been divided into age groups that we would care for. So to listen to how, and everybody was so um, committed and interested and engaged and wanting to put their best foot forward for their specific age group, that it was very interesting to listen to, well, this is going to work for a high school group, but this certainly isn't going to work for, for, you know, younger ones. So that was extremely interesting to listen to what other people were, were bringing, like their, their passions and areas of expertise. So as far as my fellow volunteers, that, that was my perspective on that. I do have some perspectives on the, the missionaries and their children, but I'll wait till you get to that. Jolene anything to add to that I think yeah getting there at night plane which I learned my lesson it's not a good time to to fly and then to arrive and you're exhausted anyway from flying all night but we've found each other in fact Katie and I both came day early and we didn't we really had met but we met that night we had supper together and met some of the kids we would be serving so that was fun to do 
Tell us more, Jolene, about connecting with the the kids and the families that you got to serve. What it was like, you know, spending some time with them just in the the first few days. So, and it was such a, it really is a short time. So we really had to connect quickly. The kids are, you know, everybody was just wonderful, really. It's like being with the nicest people you can imagine. And (laughs) I think that's because we're all, you know, we're all coming from the same place spiritually. And then the kids... The kids are so, they're just so grounded in the word. And as far as, you know, they really taught us a lot. And the kids were bilingual. A lot of the kids were bilingual and they helped some of the students who weren't. And that was so encouraging to see that they would make friends, even though they couldn't necessarily speak the same language fluently, but they still were friends with each other. So we all made friends pretty fast. Katie, tell us more about meeting the the families and the kids and and getting to know them. Well, the thing that I have said to anyone who will listen is joy. I was, it's, I hope I never forget how, how amazing that was. The joy of the children and the missionaries was was contagious. And in the church services, the the loudest voices were the children every time. <laughs> and it was so wonderful to, to see that and to hear that. And when I would talk to my, my group was three to six year olds. So they didn't have career aspirations just yet. But I, <laughs> when I would talk to the older children of missionaries, I, I don't know of one who I talked to who wasn't interested in going into missionary work themselves. But the thing that was wonderful to me was that they each made it their own. Like I talked to a young lady who was interested in, she was an artist and she knew a lot about web design. And she said, well, I want to take this and help with, help with communication for where or wherever I'll be stationed and other people, oh, and I want to bring more music to it. And they all, it wasn't just the line of, yep, I want to be a missionary too. It was, here's what I want to do with it. And they were just endlessly enthusiastic and committed to it. It, it was, it was amazing. That is so cool. So how were you able to serve during the time that you were there? Tell us about, about the, the vacation Bible school that you were able to do with the kids, Katie. Well, ours had to, we sort of had to uh, pivot a little bit because I had three in my group and we had it all set up, three to six-year-olds. We had a whole plan on talking about the different continents and different food and customs and people and animals. However, most of our kids were on the three-year-olds, you know, lean toward the three-year-old side rather than the six-year-old side. So we had to scale everything way back for most of our kids. And it's, unfortunately, there wasn't as much of that as that kind of sharing as we thought there would be, but there was plenty of joy. There were plenty of stickers. There were plenty of crafts. We came loaded with crafts for them to make. And so we, we still, we feel like it was kind of well spent. Jolene, tell us about being knee-deep in Vacation Bible School in the Dominican Republic with missionary kids. Yeah, and I have, was with the 7- to 12-year-olds, and there was, let's see, I think there was four of us with that group, four adults, and we were so 
lucky to have team leaders who had planned everything out and had great activities for the kids to do. And, uh, you know, one, there was a gentleman who is a former coach or still is a coach and he led the kids in exciting games. We, we had crafts that were, you know, crafts that they would keep like a, a, they made a bag that they decorated anyway. And then the learning the Bible story and for these kids, it was review, but still they brought their own, you know, they brought their own ideas to it. And I just want to say something. This is like one of the best kept secrets in the in our synod. And that's apparently in Brazil, there's huge church, huge Lutheran churches, and they're even sending missionaries out. So one of our families were Portuguese from Brazil, and then they're now missionaries in Guatemala, I believe. And so that that was just exciting for me to see how, you know, the church is really reaching out all over the world. What was the, Jolene, what was the, the high point for you during that week? Or what, what will you remember most when you, you know, now that the, this trip is, has happened for you and you're back home? I think, well, there's the services were really the high point. And then also, I believe they dedicated the Spanish Lutheran hymnal. And I thought that was just amazing that we got to be there. And that's such a milestone in our synod to have that hymnal. Katie, what about you? I go back to the joy, the joy, the commitment. Uh, it, 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 they, the people, the missionaries and their families were all in thousand percent. And it was very humbling at times to, to see all the choices they've made and, and all the things they're doing. It, it was amazing. And I, I have to say, I thought this is what Jolene was going to say. This whole experience for volunteers, it's a well-oiled machine. Erin and her team, and they know what to do. They know how to ramp up the volunteers. It's a lot. It's a lot of forms and everything, but they hand it out in, or they email us as, you know, as time goes on. Okay, this week you're going to get five things to do. Next week you're going to get six. But it's it's very doable. I would recommend it to everybody. It's really a, a, a well-oiled machine. So, Erin, what are the opportunities coming up for short-term teams, including maybe this opportunity again next summer? Yeah, the best place to go to find out is that this is a constantly moving target is lcms.org slash serve now. And there's a database that's continually updated. We're always adding new opportunities and also taking opportunities down as they get filled. But you can go there to find out how you can serve for any length of time anywhere in the world. And this is available for 2023 already. If you've been inspired by Katie's and Jolene's stories and experiences, we are already open, openly recruiting for the 2023 Regional Conference Missionary Kid Program Team. So we'll be looking for about 12 individuals, again, to provide childcare by leading a VBX for about 50 missionary kids. It would be in early August. You can sign up as an individual like Katie did, or if you're listening to this and you're from a congregation and you have, you have the right number of people and you just want to claim the entire, the entire team from your congregation, that's also an option. One thing I will point out is that this team does need to have at least one 
fluent Spanish speaker. You heard both of the ladies talk about how a number of the kids had Spanish or Portuguese as their first language. And that's only that's only going to grow as our team grows. So definitely looking for some people with those skills, those language skills that can connect with the kids in their heart language. Very good. Very good. Our guest today, Aaron McKenzie, LCMS missionary serving in Latin America and the Caribbean. Aaron, thank you so much for being our guest today. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here. Jolene Carey, volunteer who had served in the Dominican Republic with LCMS International Mission. Jolene, thanks so much for being our guest. Thanks for this opportunity. And Katie Bates Matthews, who also served as a volunteer in the Dominican Republic. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Coffee Hour. Thank you. Stay well, everybody. <laughs> You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gosseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere.